Positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday, interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. Check it out. All right, all you Positive Heads, welcome back to another episode. So happy to be here with you all to connect once again to explore the ultimate nature of reality, try and figure out what the heck's going on around here. (laughs) How do we navigate this crazy, wonderful life of ours uh, and get the, the maximum out of it, right? To experience the greatest and grandest versions of ourselves. Let's see what we can come up with, shall we? Uh, Today, uh, before I dig into uh, the topic for today, uh, I would like to read a review. Uh, As you guys know, You've heard it before. I love reviews on iTunes. They help uh, not only help us to reach new people, but certainly helps to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. So uh, if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, please do so. Uh, If not, that's okay too. But uh, it, uh, like I said, it definitely helps uh, keep me going and also helps us to reach new people. And that is a good thing because uh, as you hear in a lot of the reviews, the show is really helping people. And so, you know, you're helping Helping me help others, helping us. It's all connected. It's all reflections. It's all, this is your show as much as my show. You guys write half the episodes with your questions, comments, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's our show. Uh, and I love that, of course. This review came by, uh, came in by Hebrew Hammer. Uh, Hebrew Hammer 7, that is, says, uh, elevate your mind, elevate your life. Brandon is one of the most understanding and positive souls I've had the pleasure to come across. His views on life are nothing short of amazing. I love being able to tune into his podcast and take something positive that will help me on my journey every time I listen. He touches on many topics I hold close to my heart. This podcast has helped me to strengthen my relationship with my girlfriend, friends, and employees. Keep up the great work, Brandon. Brandon. 
Oh, thank you so much, Hebrew Hammer 7, wherever you are, whenever you are. Uh, it is uh, an honor to uh, participate and play uh, and connect with you via the interwebs, via the uh, this quirky, weird uh, experience called podcasting, and to be able to record... <coughs> here in my studio and then push that out to the world and it somehow find its way to you uh, is such a magical thing, isn't it? And to have an effect uh, at all is uh, truly humbling and it's an honor. And uh, I love how actually this review, of course, it fits in with the topic of today. Not really planning it. It just happens. He, he mentions multiple times, you know, I'm a positive soul. Uh, it helps him to um, take something positive on his journey. And so he, he really stressed on that word, right? Well, that's a word that seems really charged lately. And it's one I've really had to examine. And you guys have heard me talk about it because uh, there seems to be a little bit of backlash on positive thinking, right? Like it's, it's wrong. It's, you shouldn't do it. And I think there's a fine line about, not that you shouldn't do it, but just, you know, like anything, there can be uh, sort of the, the opposite spec, uh, you know, um, the opposite perspective, and I think it's something very worthy of examining. I think there's some very valid points out there as how, you know, uh, teaching people to be positive can uh, be dangerous in a sense. I think it can also be dangerous uh, to tell people that it's wrong to be positive. And I want to kind of explore that a little bit more. And I've talked about it recently, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. All of these topics are things that we're circling. Uh, you know, life is a spiral. Learning and self-growth is a spiral, right? We always circle back on things we think we have a grasp on for deeper, further clarity. And I certainly don't claim to have all the answers. Uh, I as I always say, we teach best what we most need to learn. I'm here learning alongside you guys. But um, I love the fact that uh, we can do this and we can journey down the rabbit hole and try and, you know, come to further clarity as to, uh, you know, what the heck's going on? How do we navigate this this thing called life uh, most effectively? And this uh, today's episode was actually... Um, was inspired by uh, a friend of mine, Justin Brown, who uh, is uh, runs IdeaPod. His partner was on the show many time, many many months ago. Uh, and IdeaPod's an awesome platform, by the way. If you guys haven't ever checked it out, uh, for where people connect, share ideas, and so forth. But uh, he posted a uh, he posted a piece. Uh, basically, uh, the title of it is "A Zen Master Explains Why Positive Thinking Is Terrible Advice." And I'm going to just go ahead and read it, and then I'll give my perspective on it. Have you ever been told to just think positively and your problems will go away? Or that to achieve your goals in life, all you have to do is visualize it with positive intent? It's a philosophy that's been popular for decades thanks to books like How to Win Friends and Influence People and Think and Grow Rich. But is it really helping us live more meaningful and fulfilling lives? Not exactly. In fact, according to spiritual guru Osho, it might just be one of the biggest bullshit philosophies there is. Um, <laughs> uh, when asked, and Osho is one of my favorite teachers, by the way, uh, when asked what he thinks of the positive thinking movement, Osho believes that it's doing more harm than good. Why? Because it means we're denying reality and being dishonest to ourselves. And here's Osho's uh, thoughts on it. The philosophy of positive thinking means being untruthful. It means being dishonest. It means seeing a certain thing and yet denying what you have seen. It means deceiving yourself and others. Positive thinking is the only bullshit philosophy that America has contributed to human thought. Nothing else. Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, and the Christian priest, Vincent Peale, all these people have filled the whole American mind with this absolutely absurd idea of a positive philosophy. 
and it appeals particularly to mediocre minds. Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, has been sold in numbers just next to the Christian Bible. No other book has been able to reach that popularity. The Christian Bible should not be a competitor, in fact, because it is more or less given free, forced on people. But Dale Carnegie's book, People have been purchasing. It has not been given to you free and has created a certain kind of ideology, which has given birth to many books of a similar kind. But to me, it is nauseating. Dale Carnegie started this whole school of positive philosophy, positive thinking. Don't see the negative part. Don't see the darker side. But by you're not seeing it, do you think it disappears? You're just befooling yourself. You cannot change reality. The night will still be there. You can think that it is daytime for 24 hours, but by you're thinking it, it is not going to be light 24 hours a day. The negative is as much a part of life as the positive. They balance each other. He also used this opportunity to throw shade at the enormously popular book called Think and Grow Rich. Okay, this is another Osho clip. About Napoleon Hill, I remember he himself was a poor man. That would have been enough proof to disprove the whole philosophy. He became rich by selling the book Think and Grow Rich. But it was not positive thinking that was making him rich. It was fools around the world who were purchasing the book. It was his work, his labor, his effort. But in the very beginning days, when his book came out, he used to stand in bookstores to persuade people to purchase it. And it happened that Henry Ford came in his latest model car and went into the bookshop to find something light to read. And Napoleon Hill did not want to miss a chance. He went forwards with his book and said, a great book has just been published. You will be happy with it. And it is not only a book, it is a sure method of success. Henry Ford looked at the man and said, are you the writer of the book? Napoleon Hill said proudly, yes, I am the writer of the book. And he can be proud. The book he has written is a piece of art. And to create a piece of art out of crap is a real mastery. Henry Ford, without touching the book, just asked one question. Have you come in your own car or on the bus? Napoleon Hill could not understand what he meant. He said, of course, I came on the bus. Henry Ford said, look outside. That is my private car, and I am Henry Ford. You are befooling others. You don't even... You don't have even a private car and you write a book called Think and Go, Grow Rich. I have grown rich without thinking, so I don't want to bother with it. You think and grow rich, and when you grow rich, then you come to me. That will be the proof. The book is not the proof. And it's said that Napoleon Hill would, could never gather up the courage to meet this old man, Henry Ford, again, even though he became a little richer. But compared to Henry Ford, he was always a poor man, and he was bound to remain a poor man, always. But Henry Ford's logic was clear. No, I do not believe in any philosophy of positive thinking. The half-truth is dangerous. Okay, so the last little part of this. Osho says that thinking positively all the time is simply denying the reality of our lives, and it will eventually come around and bite us. You ask me, am I against positive philosophy? Yes, because I'm also against negative philosophy. I have to be against both because you choose only half the fact, and and both try to ignore the other half. And remember, a half-truth is far more dangerous than a whole lie, because a whole lie will be discovered by you sooner or later. How long can it remain undiscovered by you? A lie, of course, is a lie. It is just a palace made of playing cards. A little breeze and the whole palace disappears. But the half-truth is dangerous. You may never discover it. If you may continue to think it is the whole truth. So the real problem is not the whole whole lie. The real problem is the half-truth pretending to be the whole truth. And that is what these people are doing. Osho goes on to say that it's harmful to repress negative emotions. This is the last little part. The negative ideas of your mind have to be released, not repressed by positive ideas. You have to create a consciousness which is neither positive nor negative. That will be the pure consciousness. In that pure consciousness, you will live the most natural and blissful life. You don't like a person... You don't like a person. You don't like many things. You don't like yourself. You don't like the situation you're in. All this garbage goes on collecting in the unconscious. And on the surface, a hypocrite is born who says, I love everybody. Love is the key to blissfulness. But you don't see any bliss in that person's life. He is holding the whole of hell within himself. 
He can deceive others. And if he goes on deceiving long enough, he can deceive himself too. But it won't be a change. It is simply wasting life, which is immensely valuable because you cannot get it back. Positive thinking is simply the philosophy of hypocrisy, to give it the right name. When you're feeling like crying, it teaches you to sing. You can manage if you try, but those repressed tears will come out at some point in some situation. There is a limitation to repression, and the song that you were singing was absolutely meaningless. You were not feeling it. It was not born out of your heart. Ah, so... Very uh, insightful, Osho. Of course, one of my favorite teachers, all right? And uh, I think, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this, well, it's, it's important for many reasons, but it, uh, like I said, there seems to be sort of a trend um, in regards to positive thinking. And uh, I feel like you need to dive deeper into this perspective. As much as I love Osho, you know, there are, certain, there are even things in here that can be somewhat contradictory I'll touch on in a moment. But first, I'll, I'll just read my little clip of how I responded to it you know, online. Uh, It's pretty short. I just said, uh, Osho is one of my favorite all-time teachers. However, what he is discussing is forced or false positive thinking. And I think it is important to differentiate that from acquiring an authentic positive perspective, especially since it seems as if there's a trend suggesting that positive perspectives are dangerous, unintelligent, or foolish, which I believe is in and of itself dangerous. I agree if something happens that causes deep sorrow, one should move into that emotion and experience it fully. And not try to force thinking positive to bring yourself out of it. For that matter, I don't believe one should try to force positive thinking in any circumstance. For me, positive thinking is not something that is forced, but something that arises naturally as a result of doing self-work, experiencing self-growth, and ultimately expanding one's perspective to understand that life is always happening for you, not to you. And as a result, you learn to seek out and find the gifts in the quote-unquote negative experience that are oftentimes hidden. I believe the lump of coal is always a diamond in disguise, and as it has been said, a master embraces whatever shows up because they realize it is ultimately for their highest good. So as we expand our awareness and understanding of this human experience and begin to understand that it is all ultimately happening to give us exactly what we need, a sense of peace and positivity naturally arises even during the storms in one's life. So that's my, you know, summation of looking at this. I, I feel like it's, you know, it's sort of saying, oh, anything that's uh, got a positive uh, sort of stance is instantly just uh, glossing over uh, the problem and you should feel the problem fully and you should. And, and I agree. It's like it, being down is something that I experience. being, um, you know, having those moments of sorrow or pain or separation or, you know, feeling aloneness like we talked about in the oneness chapter we I, I read on yesterday's show. So these are all perfectly fine. And I agree we should not try and like just uh, this fake surface, you know, gritting through your teeth, smiling, you know, when you're really feeling pain. But as I was saying, it's, you know, as you shift your perspective and, you know, even this this whole um, article, you know, it starts out referring to him as a master. Well, a master is someone who embraces whatever shows up because they understand the bigger picture that it is all happening for you ultimately. And this awareness alone shifts the perspective that it's quote unquote negative. It's it's just life, right? It's all it's all ultimately 
for good. It's all happening for love. So, you know, uh, there's an argument that it's all positive and that's from that perspective. Um, so I just think we have to deal, you know, dig deeper. I, I, I fully agree with what's being said here uh, in regards to just forcing a, a negative perspective. If you're feeling, I mean, a positive perspective, if you're feeling negative, feel it fully. But as we do the self-work, self-growth, work on ourselves, it's natural. I mean, I know from my own experience, I am so much more positive than I was at one other at, at, at another point in my life because of the self growth. It's a natural occurring. It's a natural arising. It doesn't mean I don't have those moments of feeling down. But uh, I just think we need to really examine this carefully and be, uh, you know, very uh, thorough and not and not make you know, like I said, what bothers me a little bit is it seems like there's this trend towards like, oh yeah, it's not cool to be positive that's some bs you know it's like uh let's really understand what we're talking about here um and uh yeah so i just think this is an important important thing to really dig down uh deep and and understand and actually osho says here um you know the negative ideas of your mind have to be released not repressed that's that's pretty much the whole thing that I'm summing up here and uh, letting it uh, it's released. Why? How a shift in perspective or just naturally moving through it uh, with time. And that's really a lot of what this show is about. Right. Is how do we uh, how do we uh, cause that releasing to happen very organically, very naturally based off a shift in one's perspective? You know, he goes on too to say in that pure consciousness, that will be the pure consciousness. Uh, you know, you have to create a consciousness that is neither positive nor negative. That will be the pure consciousness. In that pure consciousness, you will live the most natural and blissful life. Well, bliss is what is peaceful, is is positive. So he's even saying here, like, hey, this is the sort of the aim, right? So. You know, I, I think it's important, uh, and that's why I said there's some, I don't know if it's a contradiction, but, you know, he's basically pointing here to let's release the negative, let's uh, move to bliss, and uh, which is indicating a positive state of mind, a peaceful state of mind, or, you know, a good way to talk about it, and I've said before, you don't always have to be happy with what's happening. Happiness isn't something that you need to always be happy, but you can be at peace with what is, always, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of something you'd like different or to change you accept it because you understand it's happening for you not to you and you start shifting to look for the uh the diamond uh that's hidden uh, underneath that lump of coal and this is uh the path i believe so hopefully this helps to to uh you know understand and explore and to really get to the full truth of this whole positive negative mindset and positive thinking and i ha by the way i haven't read any of those books i know they're very uh well-known sort of famous books and so i can't really speak on to them being you know true not true bs not bs i don't know i haven't read them I'm, some of you guys probably have i know they're super popular um but um yeah so i, I really don't have much to say about that because i i haven't went there but um like I said, mainly I just wanted to explore this fuller, more fully, and uh, for us all to uh, have a really um, as deep a, a, an understanding as possible about this whole positive-negative perspective. And ultimately, it's not even thinking. It's like, you know, it moves beyond thinking and into, like, heart heart intelligence, right? The heart is leading. You're, you're feeling, you're always coming from a place of love. What would love do now? You know, whatever arises, love that is uh is you know something that is a, a profound uh truth i believe and so 
you know, that, that that sort of idea would challenge some of this. It's like, well, I'm not always going to love it. And if you don't, that's okay. You know? So anyway, guys, I hope this helps to explore, uh, and expand on all of our, uh, perspective on this topic. I know it does mine. I really appreciate the post and this whole topic and the ability to sort of, uh, create a little, uh, contrast here to fully, more fully understand who and what we are and where we're going and how we do it. So with that being said, I have um, something good for you guys today. Something really good. This is Mount and Nicholas Haelg, H-A-E-L-G. And the song is called Something Good. I want to give something good for you. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Oh, yeah. 